from Tobacco Republic in Loomis, California, the Loomis Cigar Cartel presents Beyond the Humidor, a cigar podcast for the rest of us. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Humidor. Scott Robinson with you on this fine morning. We are just sitting back, relaxing. Got um, three folks with me right now. I got Lewis on my side here. How you hey, doing there, Lewis? Hey, what's going on? Nice, nice. What you smoking, my friend? I am smoking, and I shouldn't be smoking. I know my wife's going to hear this episode and say, I, I thought you weren't smoking today, but who cares? It's <laughs> a Davidoff Anniversario Double R. Um, it's just as light as I can get right now. I'm not doing my usual full-body cigar. So um, this is working. It's got a lot of flavor, and um, I'm enjoying it with my morning coffee. Thank you very much. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Got Larry Marlette with us. How you doing, my friend? I'm good this morning. Thank you. Outstanding. What are you smoking and drinking, my friend? I have a Hamlet uh, 25th year, uh, the big 60 ring gauge. Um I like that in the morning with a, I got a nice, uh, nice dark roast cup of coffee. Uh, it's a good, uh, good match. Very nice. Very nice. And Greg, our producers on the mic. Nice to be morning. back again. Not dying. Oh yeah. He had a little bit of coronavirus. Well, no, he had no, no, don't tell people that. <laughs> no, I had the flu last week, last, last production. So I was here, but Silent. Yeah, coffee. Enjoy and it while you had it. <laughs> what are you smoking, man? I've got the uh, Rocky Patel Corojo Old World Reserve. It's the newer version. Um, you know, Corojo is one of my favorite leafs, and uh, much like Larry and Lewis, I'm pairing it with a nice cup of coffee this morning. I haven't gone into the scotch or bourbon or whatever that choice is going to be. But uh, so, what are you smoking this morning, Scott? Well, this morning I decided to uh, whip out a La Polina bronze label. It's um, more of a high, medium, close to uh, Maduro. Real nice smoke. And I'm pairing that with, and don't judge me, a little <laughs> bit of McAllen Classic Cut. We had breakfast before the show, and I went through about maybe eight cups of coffee because yeah. I've gotten about four hours of sleep. I was um, at a comedy club last night checking out J.B. Smooth. Um, he's a cat who he did a, um, comedy with Kevin Hart on TV called real husbands of Hollywood. And he's currently on, um, curb your enthusiasm for their 10th um, episode. Got to do a little bit of a meet and greet with him. And he's actually a fellow cigar smoker and, um, told him about the podcast and I hope he checks it out. And JB, if you're listening to it, man, you are a funny cat and I will be seeing you again. All right. That's roll call. So Yeah, so let's talk about since it is the morning and yeah, I'm day drinking again, don't judge me. I've always said I'm a borderline alcoholic with mommy issues, so <laughs> you know, that that's just how it is. But let's talk about, you know, morning smokes because as seasoned cigar smokers, you know, we wake up in the morning and yeah, we whip out a smoke in the morning. Let's just go around and talk about, you know, what we what our preferred smoke is in the morning. Let's take it with you, Greg. What do you like to smoke? You know, it's it's a real hard to pin down just one cigar because um, much like Lewis, it's, I don't know, I'm not necessarily a light or heavy or medium, particularly every morning. Um, and for me, it's just a weekend thing because, you know, I work before the chickens get up. But... Um, I usually like to start out with whatever's going to pair best with whether it's coffee, tea, scotch. Um, it doesn't matter for me, but my go-tos typically um, 
one of the Oscar line, it doesn't matter which one, aside from the Maduro, uh, the 2012 series, and the new one that he came out with, that barber pole, is actually really good with my morning coffee. Um, or if I do decide to go on the light side, it's usually, now that we've got Davidoff, one of the Davidoffs, uh, the Winston Churchill is one of my favorites for that. It's a good, say, light to medium cigar with medium flavor, so it's really good in the morning with your coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have um, partaken in that cigar, and it is a wonderful smoke, but it's one of those where I couldn't do, you know, on a regular basis. It's a Davidoff, but it's a, it's Davidoff. a treat. It's a treat. Now yeah. put it like that. There is one that's that's very similar, I think, if not a little bit better to the to the Davidoff for the morning smoke. And that is, of course, the High Claire. Which I'm almost out of. So am I. I need to uh, pick up some more of those. So, Lewis, what do you like smoking in the mornings? Well, my range varies because uh, yeah, there's not a one particular brand. And when it happens to be something that I like, I wind up smoking an entire box of it throughout the course of you know two weeks. Um, lately, I've been on this Balmoral kick. Connecticut, which is really good. Um, but then I'll wake up in the morning, I'll feel like having a Padron uh, 26, you know, number nine. And I'm set for the day. Oh, that's you know, nice. Nothing wrong with that. Know, um, what I, I, I did find that there are some affordable Davidoffs, if you will, if you can find affordable, um, that I've already gone through about eight of them um, because of the price point, but they're really really nice um the price point on the stick is roughly somewhere between nine and eleven dollars a stick so it really doesn't hurt to pocket that much and it was a nice 25 count box that i got a steal on so um but you can't still do that often right because like you said earlier davidoff is a treat and it's it's a very exclusive line and it's almost like buying a, a Lamborghini or Ferrari or Maserati. If you got to ask the price, you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and there's a lot in that, in that dive it offline that I, I don't be, I'm not pretentious. I, I can't afford it. So I stay away from it. Right. Right. Those kind of habits I don't need at 38 and 52 and 65 and $80 a stick. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Love you. Dive it off. But I, that's out of my wheelhouse. But, um, just on, on a regular basis, you know, like I said, the Balmoral has been a go-to. The Padron has been a go-to. Um, and there were a couple of, you know, others that uh, the Romeo Iuli- yeah, I can't even speak this morning. The Romeo Iulieta, which is the correct way to say it, um, I've enjoyed. Um, but then, you know, there's that too. It's like, okay, you got to wait. So I try to make sure that by halfway through a box, I put another order in. Oh yeah. Cause if you wait until you smoke the last one, then you got a long wait before that order gets in. But anyway, but you know, that, that's typically it. And I usually drink coffee and I'm not a big coffee drinker, believe it or not. Um, my wife is, but I've been told, I think she just snookered me into this. Oh, you make some of the best coffee. So I wait, I'm, I'm making the coffee. And I might as well just have a cup, and I enjoy it. And um, but I one cup a day is all I can do. I can't do more than that. But there's a secret to your coffee. You've told me what it is, but I can't remember. <laughs> a little splash of something you add to it. Well, aside from grinding my own beans, I add a splash of Kahlua. Ah, that's okay. what it was. Yeah, very nice. And that 
kicks it off just nice. And mm-hmm. okay. One day I sent her to work and she was like, oh, I felt so good that day. I said, yeah, yeah, Kahlua in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the company uh, requirements of no drinking on the job. But yeah. hey, well, she's got, God bless, baby. Here yeah, we go. She can deny she didn't put it in there. Yeah. What happens on the train pl- pl- stays plaus- on the yeah, train. Plausible deniability is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, just make sure the coffee's extra hot. It'll burn off that alcohol. You're just enjoying the Kalula fa- flavor. That's or you, you just tell yourself that. Yeah. What is Kalula? <laughs> it's Kalua's little brother. <laughs> yep, again, day drinking. It's fantastic. There we go. Larry, what do you like smoking in the morning? Well, unlike Lewis, I am a heavy coffee drinker. Um, I'm kind of a coffee snob, so dark, a uh, lot of dark roast, a lot of, lot of strong coffee. So I'm leaning lately towards lighter cigars in the morning with that. Um, and a smaller ring gauge in the morning t- that I'm typically smoking. Uh, a lot of Robustos, mm. um, Connecticut. Okay. Uh, um, one of the one of the go-to ones lately in the morning has been the Esteban Carrera Robusto, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a smaller ring gauge cigar. It's okay. it's super super good paired with a really dark strong coffee. Um, also, uh, I'm a fan of the Oscars. Uh, the uh, box press uh, 2012 in the Connecticut is mm. a great morning stick okay. uh, with a cigar. So yeah, either one of those. Um, that's probably 50% of my mornings uh, right now is one of those two sticks uh, with a coffee. Yeah, for me in the morning, you know, sometimes I like to treat myself to a nice um, part of series D, but that's a treat again. And, you know, they come in short supply from as to where they're from. So, yeah. you know, I have to dial it down a little bit and I've got the good fortune of working at home and kicking back on my balcony when the weather's nice, having a smoke with my laptop on my lap. And what I came across recently, um, what I've um, been smoking is the um, Cimarron, Connecticut in Robusto five by 54. Okay. And, um, I was doing a little reading about it about, you know, a little over 60 years ago, the Rodriguez family, got their start in cigar industry in a Cibao region in the Dominican Republic. And something about Dominican and Nicaraguan, oh, love Nicaraguan, but, you know, I'm really starting, you know, really getting to the um, Dominican cigars. And what the Cimarron um, is made from is a hybrid leaf um, called the T13. And it's in a um, overlap of a Dominican Negrito binder, and um, it's got um, Ecuador, Connecticut leaf. So it's a nice light smoke, um, kind of reminiscent of the Monte Cristo Open Junior. And your mileage may vary on that. You can agree or disagree to it. But I like smoking the Cimarron when I have a little bit of time. I like smoking smaller cigars when I've got like a small window. Say I got a conference call popping off in less than an hour, you know, sit back have, you know, like a lunch break. And we talked about lunch breaks on a previous podcast. Right. But when I've got a little bit of time, a nice Robusto, kick back, relax, have a night, you know, have a little, little lull there, enjoying the sun. It's just a real nice smoke. Now in the morning. Yeah. Um, when I'm working, I drink coffee. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Nudge, nudge. Yep. That's right. So if anybody in my employees listening, yeah, I'm drinking coffee while I'm having my cigar. Monday through Friday, it's coffee. That's Monday right. Monday through Friday, it's coffee, absolutely. Yep. And, you know, I think it really does 
depend on the person. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, a lot of the stuff we talk about today, it does, does depend on the person. And the morning cigar is no different because, you know, I do know people that will say it's only a Connecticut or a lighter cigar in the morning. I know people like our friend Eric uh, up in Bend. It's a Maduro, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's just their preference. And yeah. So it, it's it's hard to pin down, you know, what, what the go-to is, but... But they're all excellent choices, yeah. from the Cimarron to the treating ourselves with the Davidoff to to the the Esteban. It's just such a great um, great suggestion base for the listeners of, of cigars to try. And like you said, it's about you know the flavor you're getting out of the cigar. Now for me with the Cimarron, I love the um, creaminess with a little touch of spice, and I think it really goes well with coffee. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and depending on how much time you have, right? You know, Precisely. You say, well, you know, I, I don't want a, a seven uh, or a six and three quarter length cigar in the morning. I only have 45 minutes to get from point A to point B. So you might do something in a smaller mm-hmm. length and a smaller ring gauge. Um, and then, you know, the beauty of having a, uh, a humidor with a variety of cigars in it, you might just pick something that you never had before and say, you know, I'm going to try this this morning. Yeah. You know, so it, you know, it, it's good to have that that option, but uh, on a go-to basis, you know, what I've mentioned, and that can vary based on how I feel when I get up in the morning. Sure, you know, I've gotten up and I've I've had a uh, Camacho diploma first thing in the morning because I felt like it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, and we know that that's a nice full-body cigar. Yes, you know, but it set the stage for my day. And some people like to start out heavy and then through the evening mellow it out and some do the reverse they start out light and then go to a heavier cigar um as they're ending their day especially you know and we all know we've heard it so many different uh tobacconists and say oh so what do you like to eat well that cigar might selection might change based on what i've had for dinner absolutely and so you know there's that no what i'm drinking it's like well you know i'm having a bourbon today you know so i I, this cigar that i'm gonna have right now is gonna pair well with this bourbon and it's not going to be the cigar I started the morning with. So, you know, gotcha. it, it varies. Yeah. Well, of course, we're in the 2020, but um, we haven't touched upon this. But let's just, you know, talk about 2019 for a second here. What were the two cigars that you discovered in 19 that you enjoyed? Um, just, you know, doing your little cigar exploration and whatnot. And we've gone on some trips together, done some stuff and, you know, in 2019, um, what, you know, what were the top two for you new cigars that you kind of like got out of your routine and um, smoked? Larry, how about you? Um, I'm smoking one this morning and I, I get away from it because I, I forget about it. Um, it's a Hamlet, the, uh, the 25 year. Okay. Uh, Hamlet was here, uh, got over a year ago now. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, these were available while he was here, and then Ron didn't have them here at the shop for a while. And then when they came back in, I just I love this cigar uh, in all the sizes, you know, all the gauges. It's you get a little bit different flavor again, you know, depending on the ring gauge size. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is this is one of my favorites. Uh, and then uh, I know it's not necessarily new in in nineteen, but it was when I kind of got uh, on board with it was the, uh, the Island gym. 
<laughs> oh, there oh, you yeah. go. Uh, and he came out with a second, uh, a second cigar in nineteen. Uh, on the that, San Andreas yes, wrapper. Yes, the San Andreas wrapper. Thank you, Greg. Okay. I'm sitting here blanking on that, and that that is a great cigar. Um, so that would have to be my two two go tos from last year. Uh, that I was really impressed with both of those. Okay. And and they're entirely different, you know, types bodies of cigar, but man, they're just they're they're a great smoke from beginning to end. Both yeah. of them. If you haven't tried one. Um, whatever your palate is right now, whatever's in, you know, in your program, definitely worth picking up one and just sitting down for, for an hour and, and, you know, experiencing one of them. Yeah, I, okay. I, I agree. I yeah. Agree. For me. And, you know, we're talking about not necessarily new for 2019, just ones you discovered in your journey in 19. Yeah. For me, when I was in Bermuda, um, I tried a Monte Cristo open junior, um, in a 38 ring gauge, four and um, one third um, inch in length. And it's one, it's the fourth cigar in the Monte Cristo open line. Medium strength. I would say it's more on the lighter side, but you get aromas of light cocoa and earth. And it's, you know, classified as a lunch break. Like I say, when you don't have a whole lot of time, you just want to relax, you know, relax a little bit between half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on you know, your smoking style, but it's a real enjoyable smoke. And, you know, it's like, you know, had it for the first time, loved it so well, went ahead and picked up a box while I was in Bermuda. Okay. Really, really nice. And then the other one, when we were in Colorado last year, the um, Placentia line, um, the 146 <laughs> La Vega in Robusto Gorda, which is five and a quarter um, inch and 52 ring gauge coming out of Honduras. It's a Honduras wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder. Medium to full flavored. I would say closer to full flavor. Very complex with a little bit of sweet to it. Um, been harvested um, in the pure Honduran lands of the um, Hemistrand Valley. And that makes for a good smoke. And that's one you want to savor and take the time to smoke that. That's not something you power through. It's a real treat and it's a very decent price point. And I still have like a um, couple of boxes and I'm just going through them and enjoying them, trying to, you know, space them out and ration them a little bit because it's real easy to sit back and smoke like, you know, one a day until they're gone. And then within a month, you're sitting here like, <sighs> yeah, I, I blew through all those that we got in Colorado. Oh, man, I've been rationing. <laughs> uh, and by the time I got to the, hey, I probably should think about rationing these i had two left and i'm all well we're not rationing these boom right yeah, through just gotta remember man you don't have a bag of penny candy you gotta ra ration them uh, out because once know. it's gone it's gone but hey you know what you enjoyed it yeah right? that's right enjoyed every that's one right. of them and oh, colorado is yeah. coming up in a few months well you know you don't have to wait for colorado you can always order them online I, yeah yeah um, that's true you yeah know, i think cigars international um you know sells them so there's a slight problem with that. Yeah. Talk Cigars International now adds what's called a California tax. Oh, of course they do. It's a $3 fee. Mm -hmm. And they're now requiring enough personal information so they can track you in case California decides to go to Cigars International and go, how many of these people are not paying the sales tax and the taxes required on California sticks? 
So you got to be kind of you got to kind of watch who you're dealing with online now. Um, CI is one of them, unfortunately, even though I like them very much. Um, and it's the I believe is it Altidus? Yeah. That's the parent company. It's, it's parent anybody company. within that line. Yeah. They're doing that. And it just kind of. And that's wild. You know, it screws us as the consumer. Of well, course it does. A, yeah. Well, and just to touch on that a little bit, you know, since we're there, you know, there's a lot of legislation going on regarding online cigar purchasing. And so they're trying to pretty much. Uh, eliminate it. Eliminate it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they don't want us to be. Um, Smoking essentially is what I'm getting from, you know, what I've read is that they just want to ban smoking, period. And it's like, but you know what? This is this is not addictive. It's a nice, enjoyable habit, but you know, kind of counterproductive on the part where you look at it and say, well, wait a minute, it's not vape, it's not cigarettes, it's not flavored tobacco. So why don't you guys just leave this alone? Because I I don't know of many people, and I've done some research that have died from mouth, lung, or any other cancers by smoking cigar. And and I think the percentage on that, if you do find any situation where that has occurred, is very minimal. Yeah, it is. So, um, but it, it just creates a lot more travel for us, you know, I would say. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, if I can't order it online, I'll just go. Yeah, and I, I think I seem to remember um, you talking in a previous episode about a trip that we have to make to Pittsburgh and go visit Allegheny Smokeworks. Absolutely. Shout go. out to my Allegheny Smokeworks folks and um, Bloom. Maybe maybe catch a Steelers game while we're out there? Hey, you know, I like that. I like that a lot. I'll go there I've just never for the cheesesteak. I've never been to a live <laughs> football game, so, you know. Are you oh, serious? I am serious. Oh, then you got to go. You got to go. But, you know, I... I went on a tangent, but you know, there's something that needs to be spoken about because Mm -hmm. you know, they just need to leave this tobacco, the cigars alone. Yeah. I know we talked about that bill that you're talking about in a previous episode and, um, half wheel reported Friday that it had passed the house Mm -hmm. voted on party lines, not that we're political or anything, Mm -hmm. and is now moving on to the Senate. If it passes the Senate, it then goes to the president. If it's signed, it's law and, on top of the no no online sales and banning the flavors and things like that, yeah. it also puts cigars in the same category as cigarettes. They're not allowed to sponsor anything. They're not allowed to um, put their name on swag anymore. So no cutters, no lighters, nothing like that. It's really, if it does pass, and if we don't um, badger our representatives to leave this stuff alone, yeah, the cigar industry as we know it, um, that we like getting all the cool swag is going to go away. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. just sad. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought I heard a rumor that they were going to try to take cigars out of the um, jurisdiction of the FDA. It is a rumor at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is something. Sure. It is something the president was considering as an executive order, but nothing's been nothing's moved forward yet. Okay. Well, Greg. What have you discovered in um, 19? So, uh, as you all know, if you're loyal listeners to the broadcast, I have been on a quest um, in 2019 that came to fruition in Denver uh, to find the High Claire. Um, great cigar. That was one of my favorite discoveries. You know, um, I bought an entire box of Churchill size High Claire Castles, sight unseen. They haven't smoked them, nothing. Just bought the box and went, okay, here we go. And, <coughs> excuse me. And um, 
you know, we ended up going to Havana Manor after the event was over before we flew home, and I bought and smoked my first one, and it was an amazing cigar. It's very smooth, very creamy um, as you start the cigar. First two-thirds are great, and then that last third, because you've been drawing the smoke through, it spices it up, and it gets really, really um, intense on that last third, and it's just a great cigar. The other one, again goes to my hobbies, one of my favorite things. Um, Oscar's Wild Hunter in Mm. either Maduro or the natural. It's a phenomenal cigar. Oscar has the magic touch. He can't miss. (laughs) I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, One of my, that's my go-to now is the, you know, the high clear is harder to get a hold of. So the Oscar has really been my go-to when I come up to the shop. If I really don't know what I want, that's what I go for now. Okay. Sorry, Rocky. <laughs> you know the high clear is not that hard to get. I was going to say that. It's it like, is it but but it is and it isn't. It's not that hard to get because I can buy them online. Right. It right. is hard to get because I can buy them online and the state of California can tax me. But anyway. Anyway, well, yeah. you know, it's the cost of doing business. Yeah, exactly. It is. How about you, Lewis, last but not least? Well, one of them happens to be a repeat of what Greg just mentioned. It was the High Claire because he actually gave me one of those, and I knew nothing about the High Claire. I just saw how giddy he was that he found them at the event. And, it, was, um, it was a little creepy, actually. Did he, do the, <laughs> did he do the happy dance for you? No, I did not do the happy dance. <laughs> but, uh, I did a jig. It was close enough, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed that uh, cigar. I, I think I smoked that down to the nub. Uh, so surprisingly, a very flavorful cigar, clean burn. Uh, didn't have, I don't think I had to do any relights on that Mm-mm. at all. Nope. And um, I, I just loved, the, you know, the flavor profile of that particular cigar. The other one was, uh, my other discovery was the, and I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't go into greater detail, was the, Balmoral, Connecticut, Añejo XO. Yes. Yeah. Great smoking cigar. Um, oh, man, it was f- phenomenal. And I said, I, I I, think I have two left out of the box that I ordered. And I looked at it this morning. I said, yeah, I think I'm just going to hold up because I need to place another order. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's a great cigar, great go-to. Won't really hurt your pocket. Um, so it's, it's, very, it's priced right, you know, make, very affordable. Uh, doesn't smoke like a Connecticut, though. Not at you all. Know, most Connecticut smoke, and they're very light and airy. This one smokes more like a medium Maduro. Uh, oh, wow. But it's got a lot of good flavor to it. Um, so, yeah, and, and we've touched on that, right? So you always can't go by the wrapper color. Um, no. all, all wrappers don't wind up uh, giving you the same flavor profile as you would think. And we were going to try something today. Perhaps we'll do it next episode. Uh, We touched on it the last episode where we're going to score the wrapper on the cigar and see how that changes the cigar based on the the binder and the filler. So essentially you're smoking the binder and the filler without the wrapper first, and then you burn up to to the wrapper to see how that changes the flavor of the cigar. And I, I saw this on, on uh, I think Cigar Aficionado had put, put something out and I just happened to catch it. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to try that one day. Um, maybe on a, on a cigar where I have a few of those, so I'm not, you know, ruining, perhaps, I don't know that I would ruin it, but I, I want to make sure that 
I don't mess up a an expensive cigar doing this this test and then say, man, why did I just do that? <laughs> well, the good news is if you should ruin it, there's still more cigars to be had. Oh, well, yes. yeah, there's that. And then I can put my own little assessment on having done that test, right? It's like, right. well, okay, you know, you, I might have to write you guys a little article. And like, yeah, I, don't, I didn't get what you got from it. But, you know, it's a good, it's good to testing thing. I've never thought of doing anything like that before. Um, and I'm sure if you go to one of the uh, cigar safaris, you, you probably go through a whole lot of different testings, you know, aside from the... The uh the dry inhale is you know you cut and don't light you just yeah the cold draw cold draw yeah, yeah. um thank you I was you know, I'm still having a cold moment <laughs> well <laughs> well circling back to um the high Claire Greg had turned me on to that as well and you know smoked one I think I um, bought it sight unseen and then wound up buying a box myself. And yeah. then for, of course, Christmas, I got him that High Claire Victorian. The Maduro. You deserved it. After. And you've all smoked it. I've yes. shared it with everybody. Uh, Wait, uh, I no, didn't, I, I didn't get one of those. I yes, you did. I didn't. I did? Yeah. Yes, uh, you did. Uh-uh. I gave it to you at your Super Bowl party. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's, oh, that, okay. That, that's probably under the patio chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just if saying. you haven't got one, Lewis, I got more. Don't worry about it. Okay. I get you one. Okay. Yes, Greg, you deserve that box. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his dog diarrhea exploded all over when I was <laughs> oh, house sitting. Man, we don't have we, to hear didn't have to go through the details. Yeah. Just say you went above and beyond the call of duty. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, it's not like he had a choice in the matter. No, oh, yeah, no. he did. Yeah, he did. You could have put that whole dog crate right out on a front lawn. Free Said dog. free. Free dog. <laughs> Y'all to come home to a dog-free house. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and the Perry house would have been Greg-free in about five minutes. Yeah, my funeral would have been happening a couple days later. Yeah, well, you know, there's always there's always a loss. Yeah, we come into mm. the shop. It's like, hey, where's Greg? Be like that episode, um, that scene in The Godfather with Polly. He's like, hey, where's Polly? Uh, you won't be seeing him anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Everybody goes, oh. Circling back real quick to what Lewis was talking about and cutting the cutting the wrapper back. Yeah. That was the whole premise behind the Gurkha Shaggy yeah, back in the yeah. day. Yeah, you're right. And, um, you know, 15, 16 years ago, man, those were, that, that was the, the go-to cigar for a lot of people in this shop. Yeah. Um, really? Ron moved a lot of Gurkha product, man. It was... Uh, it was a good stick. I smoked a ton of those. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that experiment with you, too. Yeah, okay. yeah that should yeah. be fun. Picking a stick that, you know, you're familiar with. Right. You know what the taste of the, the cigar is, and let's cut an inch off of, uh, you know, the wrapper and just see what happens. Sure. I, I think that's going to be a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the things, Lewis, you were um, talking about, you know, you can't judge a cigar by the leaf. Yeah. Um, it, I hearken back to the Cro-Magnum. We've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. Where it's, you know, it looks like a Maduro leaf, but the Cro-Magnum does not smoke like a Maduro. Uh, no, that, that whole line is surprising, man, with yeah. the uh, Roma Craft. Um, you'd be surprised. Well, there's a couple of cigars that will set you in your seat. The uh, Neanderthal. Yes. Yes. It, it will set you in your seat, but the Aquitaine, um, there's a couple of other uh, uh, lines that they have in, in uh, Roma Craft that, you know, they're darker wrappers, but they don't smoke like a full-body Maduro. Yeah. And they have a lot of flavor. And usually on the earthy, nutty side. But um, there's a consistency with them. And they they smoke uh, pretty clean. 
you know, again, not a cigar that I have to do a lot of relights on. And, you know, I judge my yeah. smoking experience based on that. Because uh, I think I do pay attention to my cigar like I should, you know, mm-hmm. puff every, you know, half minute or so just to keep it lit. Well, and, you know, I find, I don't know about you guys, but I find most of the time when I'm having to relight a cigar mm-hmm. is on a broadcast day because I'm too busy talking to all of you guys and to the audience and I'm not paying attention to my cigar. Well, it's like a, a woman, man. And it's like you don't pay attention to her. She's going to go out on you. What are those? <laughs> 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 Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, let, let's move on mm-hmm. from that. Since we're talking about lighting and whatnot, mm-hmm. let's just do a little bit of a conversation about the preferred lighting in the cigar. But before we go into lighting the cigar with what kind of flame, whatever, my preference is the torch. Now, if you are a torch lighter, of course, you know it's all about the fuel. You are not putting the butane that you would put in a Bic. You've got to put in that clean fuel. Um, Zycar comes to mind. Lotus. Um, any other ones? 99.9% pure. Thank you very much. Yeah, you want the super refined, and you get, you'll get find that in the ST DuPont, the, Lo- yes. the Lotus. Uh, Zycar puts out a very fine uh, filtered fuel so that you're not getting all that, you know, uh, extra whatever they put in some of Additive, the cheaper ones. Sediment, the additive, sediment, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, because the composition is totally different. It's like, do you buy your fuel at a gas station or you go to a tobacconist? And the answer is always, obviously, you go to a tobacconist. Right. You know, if you don't have um, um, fuel in your um, lighter, wait, you know, go with one of the alternatives to light your cigar. Don't try to, you know, put um, Romson. Yeah, Romson or Bic up in there because you will ruin that lighter. And I know S. T. DuPont's, um, they're real particular. Yeah. And you literally have to use ST DuPont. Yeah. Or is that true? Because you know what? I admittedly do not own an ST um, DuPont yet. I've considered it, but I'm pretty happy with my Lamborghini and my Zycar and, of course, my 999 Torch. Well, when you get it to the higher end ones, and that's typically anything priced at $700 and above, uh, they're the ones where you have to match the color that's uh, placed on the filler valve to the can that you're going to buy. So there'll be a red, a green, oh, or, and yeah. I, I forget the, the other one. I think it's blue. Yeah, it is. So if you, if you don't get the right fuel for that lighter, right. you won't be able to, you know, it, it's not going to work for you. So, and, and, and that's more proprietary to ST DuPont. So gotcha. can you take a, uh, a can of Zycar and, and uh, fill up your ST DuPont with the right filler adapter. Yeah, you can do that in a pinch. But ST DuPont wants you to use their own fuel. Um, everything else is, is pretty much just open game. Um, but again, you know, it's about, and we can talk one day more about lighter maintenance, right? Because there's a lot of fuel that you can use. And I found this out just by uh, talking with uh, tobacconists here one day is, um, these nice little ten dollar uh, verticals that we have, that I have, um, there's certain fuel you can't use in them. Yeah, really. It, it, it was a I'm it was looking an, it was an amazing discovery because we tried using um, one of the fuel cans. I forget which brand it is, um, and it didn't. It, it was clogging up the jets, and so we switched out and used the Zycar, and it was all good. Hmm. So it was wow. a cleaner fuel. 
So, you know, even on the $10 lighters, you got to be careful what fuel you use. Yeah. Because um, we kept wondering, well, why is this just not working for me? So we bled it, refilled it, not another problem. Yeah, and see, you know, it's not so tragic if you do that to a $10 lighter, Mm-mm. but a, you know, seven, 700 to, and, you know, one of our, you know, friends who's not with us anymore, um, Steve, mm-hmm. you know, he, he picked up like, what was it, a $2,400 ST DuPont? Wow. Yeah. And that was back in the day. I'm talking about maybe, what, the 60s? Yeah. He picked that up. Beautiful lighter. Yeah. And while we're talking about them, I'm going to raise a glass to our fallen friend. Rest easy. Miss you, Steve. Rest easy, Steve. Yeah, so, um, no, well, there's that, you know, but yeah, just being careful about where you buy your fuel. And um, if you run out, use an alternative, like you said earlier, Scott. Don't just go to 7-Eleven and say, give me a can of Ronson fuel. No, that's not going to work. No. Right. Once you gum up that lighter, it's very, very hard to get it out because there's very few parts that can be removed. Right. So it's, it's just best that you wait. Yeah. Just tread lightly. Now, what's your preferred method, Greg? It really depends on the situation. Um, my primary go-to is always a dual flame torch. Um, there are times, though, I have a beautiful soft flame Calibri that is a, a knockoff of a DuPont. Um, I do own a couple of DuPonts. Um, it just depends on the situation. I am not a person who likes to go with a cedar spill or a match because that's frankly a lot of work. Um, so for me, it's either I have a soft flame um, or a torch, and it really does depend on the situation. A torch is going to work all the time. It'll work indoors, outdoors, altitude, not altitude. A soft flame is pretty much an indoor lighter because any wind, you're burning your fingers or you're burning the wrapper leaf on the cigar, or it's not even going to light at all. That's what I find. I think the torch is a lot more precise. Mm-hmm. How about you, Larry? Well, in looking at the production notes for today, it dawned on me that I should probably take a look and see actually how many lighters I do have. <laughs> um, yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, well, the answer is 29. Wow. Um, and I've got a collection. Yeah. Uh, I've got the $10 Vertigos. Um, I have one DuPont that was a gift uh, and everything in between. Um preferably I want a soft flame if I'm sitting inside just yeah. relaxing. However, I have two soft flame lighters out of the 29. Everything else is basically a two or three burner torch uh, because that's what it takes to light a cigar in most of my <laughs> operation. I'm either, you know, I'm either outside or I'm going down the road in the truck, and yeah, you know, you can't spend 15 minutes, you know, with a ma- three wooden matches or a, <laughs> uh, a or a cedar strip trying to light your cigar, no. which you know looks kind of goofy too, you know. And let's just be honest. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a torch. I got uh, um, I've got a Zippo with a torch right here. It was a gift from a very good friend of mine, um, and that's my go-to, and it's it's easy. Like we said earlier, good fuel and your torch will torch will get you done for for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've tried stick matches and just learned, you know, first off, you got to burn the sulfur off if it's a um, 
So for if uh, it's Matt, not a cigar match, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, and then it's you know stick is kind of short. So you trying to toast the foot of a cigar with that, you gonna burn your fingers. If you're gonna be looking like um, looking at you like um, you've been like on a rock pipe. Not that I know about that. I just know the recipe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it gets to the point where you got to break out. Um, you guys are familiar with those um, fireplace stick matches that are nice and yeah, long. Yeah, they're 12 inches long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's about the only way I'm lighting a um, cigar with a stick match. Uh, <laughs> How about you, Lou? No, you I, I've, I've had the unfortunate situation where I've had to stop and get, you know, a couple of boxes of uh, stick matches, wooden stick matches, because didn't have a lighter, you know, picked up everything but a lighter. And, you know, and it, 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 it's funny. It was a challenge. It's like, okay, I started out with the one. I was like, okay, I barely got the dang the cigar lit. So now I was like, okay, two sticks, you know, but it's burning fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. I've done that. That's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this, I can't do, I got to keep a lighter wherever you, I go. You so might as well be rubbing them two stick matches together. together. Yeah. It would have been easier. Yeah. Speaking but, of which, I do kind of like the Boy Scout thing at one point when I get tired of it, start setting up the matches like in a little triangle with yeah. the tips up, light it so it stays <laughs> lit and then get down there and try to. Put my <laughs> cigar up. Oh, man. Ooh, this is why we do not need to do video right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's even, it's even, I've even seen the desperation of a friend of mine. Um, I gave him a, a, his first cigar. You know, he didn't have a cutter or a lighter at home, so I cut it for him. And I said, you know, if you got kitchen matches at home, he goes, yeah, I do. I said, light it, let it burn for a second, burn off the sulfur, and then light your cigar. Yeah. Well, he got frustrated, and he said, screw it. He turned on his freaking gas stove and lit it that way. I've done that. That's how my father <laughs> used to light his cools. <laughs> hey, in, in desperation mode, you do what you got to do, right? That's true. But, uh, no, and, and I've done the cedar spills, and I, I learned a quick lesson because, as we know, the cedar spill will burn fast and have hot ash dropping quicker than you can catch it. So you, you want to stand up and do it. You don't want to sit down and light a cigar. No, with a cedar spill. no. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and, and it looks nice. You know, okay. So you don't get any of the fuel or match, you know, sedatives or whatever have you from, you know, using a, a, a cedar spill. But come on, man, it, it takes a while. You know, you're sitting there, you're burning two or three cedar spills trying to light a cigar where everybody else is already smoking. You know, it looks good if you want to show off a little bit and be pretentious. Yeah, okay, you can do that. And a lot of people prefer to do that than use anything else. But guess what? You still got to use a match or a lighter to light the cedar spill. Yes, yeah. you do. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Story time. Yeah. Oh, buckle Tell up. us a story, Uncle Larry. <laughs> oh, wait. wait, hold on, folks. We're getting ready to go for a ride. Oh, God. So I'm at a shop years ago. And they had brought out this this new uh, they they got a little jar with the cedar spills on it, mm-hmm. and it's on a wooden plank that's also holding a candle for you to light your cedar spill. Oh, gee, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a Sunday, and this was football season. So there had been some guys there that had been there for quite quite a minute. Yeah, and. Uh, the uh, the libations had been flowing since the ten <laughs> since the ten o'clock game started, and fella comes out of the humidor and he's got himself a nice lancero, 
And he leans over to light that with the candle and puts the whole end of that Lancero right into the wax. <laughs> As I shake my head in disgust. But I'm not much better. Because, see, I did that cedar spill crap like twice. Second time was the last time I did it. Burn a hole in your pants, didn't you? No, I burned a hole in my shirt, which is worse. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like a big hole, but it's real insidious. And then my wife does the laundry and she looks and she sees, you burnt another shirt? Mm-hmm. And my shirts ain't cheap. No. All, she looks at me and says, you know, just, you burned another shirt. I look like a little kid just going, yes. <laughs> it wasn't a big hole, but it was a big shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Omar, the tent maker size. Whoa. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, but, but like you, Larry, and I, I, I probably don't have 29 that, that I would admit 29 lighters, but you know, somewhere close by, but anyway, from a, anywhere from a single torch to a four jet and, you know, I got the table lighters, I got the, you know, what's a, you know, supposed to be a portable, but the lighter is so freaking heavy. You don't want to carry it in your pocket. You probably need a, you know, a, 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 a satchel to carry this lighter in. But anyway, um, Soft flames, I have those. No, we're not talking about having a merce. <laughs> <laughs> I but saw it, you mouthing that over there. <laughs> but if that's your thing, it's 2020. Hey, it's cool. okay. You can have a fanny pack. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> man, man Lou, don't do that when I got a sip of coffee. Lou tucks that table lighter to sock. Looks like he's got an ankle piece on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dra- dragging that gangster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on house arrest. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I know where you were going. <laughs> Who's got the but, creme brulee maker? That would I be do. me. <laughs> <laughs> I got a torch I can weld with. So do I. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, soft flame, like, you know, we've all stated and agree, you know, that's more indoor. I right. prefer that because, you know, I've tried doing it, you know, outdoor in the shop and, all you need is a cool breeze to come by and your soft flame goes right out. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. But, um, yeah, matches in a pinch, yeah, that, that'll work. Um, cedar spill, yeah, if I'm feeling like I want to be pretentious, I might do that and I want to just no. take some time to do that. But I haven't done that in years. Um, torch is my go-to. You know? It's just so much easier. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's... It's quick, it's simple, it's going to light anywhere. You know, from, from you know, you and I spend a lot of time at Bodega Bay, mm-hmm. and it's windy as, as shit. They call it Bodega for a reason. Yeah. And a torch lights there, no problem. But it works, you know, I don't have to spend a whole lot of time toasting. You know, once I get the flame on it, you know, the foot of the cigar is, is showing some, some red embers from the flame, and then I take a quick puff, I'm lit. There you go. I'm ready to go. And like you, Larry, I used to, you know, be in, in, in the car up and down the road for at least seven and a half years. And I don't have time to play with trying to light my cigar. <laughs> I need to get it lit. Stuck so in I traffic can... for seven and a half hours. I'm on my 14th cigar. We're lighting this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I did the San Jose to Sacramento run. I know what that's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, this lit, get this lit and let's keep moving. Exactly. Well, speaking of keeping it moving, um, you know, now we've got the cigar lit up. Um how much of the cigar do you guys smoke before putting it down? You know, that's an interesting thing, interesting question. And it, it's one that, believe it or not, we do, we do hear that even sitting in the shop is how far do you smoke your cigar? And I, I think it does 
really come down to personal preference because, you know, the band, if I can digress for just a second, um, when cigars first came out back in the Victorian era in in mass production. You really digressed, didn't you? Well, right. Victorian era. All right. He is our resident Anglophile. Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) Um, You know, cigars first came out, they didn't have bands. Right. Bands were put on cigars so that when the gentlemen were smoking with their white gloves on, they would not stain the gloves. That's what the band was originally for. Now it's become completely decorative and, and a brand moniker. Right. Um, well, that being said, some people will smoke to the band, right? which means they're ignoring at minimum an inch and a half of their cigar. Other people, all four of us sitting here, We'll take the band off and, in some cases, put a toothpick in for the three-burn challenge. You know, burn both fingers and the lips. <laughs> Been so, smoking that rock! <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that really does come down to personal preference. Me, I usually will take the band off and I'll smoke it down to the point where I can barely hold on to it anymore. and then And then set it down and let it go out. Or, on the rare occasion where it's a really good cigar... Then yeah, I get a toothpick, stick it in there, and continue to smoke it till I can't anymore. See, I can't do that. The thumb—that's the limit. I don't care what it is, even if it's real, real good. I'm not breaking out the toothpick or the roach clip. I mean, it's just—I just have like the, you know, the idea of a negative connotation is like you know, like I'm sitting back doing that herb. But well, you did grow up in L.A., man. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I know you got that '70s roach clip. You know, the long feather hanging from it. No, nah, when my pop gets here, I will. I'll inherit it. <laughs> but no, it's like up to the thumb is about right for me when my thumb starts getting a little warm. It's kind of like that, you know, back in the old Looney Tunes cartoon, that thumb just starts turning, starts glowing, turning a little it's, red, and you start, like... Starts to thump a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's only if it's real, real good. You know, both cigars, it's, yeah, about the thumb, it's like, okay, it's time to get another smoke. Yep. Okay. You know, the struggle ain't that real for me right now. <laughs> I can get another one. It's okay. Yeah. You know, one of our buddies, yeah, man, he believes in that toothpick, man. He's sticking in there, and I ain't mad at him. It's like, you know, hey, you're enjoying your cigar, but he's got that toothpick, and he holding it up, and he's just... <laughs> oh, that, that, <laughs> he also don't have a mustache, you know? <laughs> I mean... As the, as the resident member that looks like Duck Dynasty here, I can, I, I can only get that thing so close to my face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you go up in flames. Yeah, you know, that's that's not a good look, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm working on my inner Isaac Hayes right now. <laughs> How about you, Lou? No, it, but, you know, Greg touched on it, and it varies, right? You know, because I've been to cigar lounges where, you know, the guys would actually – take you know remove the band because you know part of the etiquette was to not have anyone and we've talked about this in earlier podcasts uh have anyone in the room feel that they're smoking an inferior cigar to theirs so if you're smoking a five dollar cigar and somebody's smoking a hundred dollar cigar you never know because the bands have been removed and that's just an etiquette thing that they do um Right now, my band is still on the cigar. That I get to the band, I'm going to start removing them because it's a double band. Yep. And I'm going to start removing them so I can continue to enjoy the smoke. Now, I've been known to use, you know, a, a device to hold the cigar and smoke it past that last inch because, you know, even though, yes, Scott, I can have another cigar, but this one is damn good. Yep. And I'm going to get all of its flavor that's already migrated to that tip 
and enjoy it. Now, see, now, and I don't do that with every cigar. I want mm. everybody to note if you were listening real close when Lewis said a device. Yeah. <laughs> It's a roach clip, isn't it? It's a toothpick. <laughs> it's a toothpick. It's a nub holder. It's whatever I can hey, find. Hey, I've seen guys that stick the end of a knife into the bottom of their cigar to continue to smoke. Yeah. So, what Lou, the hell? Lou has a real nice pair of needle nose pliers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Compliments to Carmichael. That's it, man. Hanging out with a biker gang <laughs> with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. And a ball peen hammer. Yeah. That's some biker gang but, shit. Yeah. But uh, you know, and, and if the cigar, if I if I'm done with my smoking experience at the point, you know, that last inch and a half, two inches is just, I'm just gonna lay it down. I'm done. You know, so it depends on, you know, the cigar, one, two, what I gotta do next. And uh three, um, if it's really something that I think is worth it. Cause you know, I've gotten cigars that have been given to me over the years and I I've, I've lit them. I've smoked them. And I'm like, not one that's in my wheelhouse, but I'm sitting in front of the guy that gave it to me and I don't want to just put it right down. So I muscled through it to, you know, at least get to the halfway mark and say, you know what? Thank you for that. Let me put this down. Cause that's also part of the etiquette, right? Somebody spent money on that cigar and they wanted you to try it. And so you try it, but you know, um, I try not to give people cigars that I don't like. And if I think it's not in their wheelhouse now, occasionally I'll have fun with that. Cause I've done that to, to, to Greg. And I think I, I ruined him with giving him a feral, to that one. a feral pig one day. <laughs> oh, I beyond ruined him. He comes over to my place. He hates my freaking guns. Oh, well not only did you give me the flying feral pig? Mm-hmm. You also gave me a padrone. I believe it was a sixty-four presidente. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, really, dude? I mean, you talk about spoiling someone. <laughs> that well, was a fun thing for me. Yeah, what a waste of a padrone sixty-four presidente. Yes, it, well, now I, I go out of my way to look for padrones. Yeah, because they are that good. They are that good. Or Cohiba Sublime. Oh, we aren't going to talk about those. <laughs> yeah. So as you can hear, folks, that sometimes we like you know messing with our, our friends, and we'll put them into something that's not typically in their wheelhouse, just to stretch them out a little bit. That's the way my palate's been expanded, is all of you guys sharing with me. That's right. Have you smoked my white owl number four yet? <laughs> no, but I have tried it backwards. We're not going to talk about that either. I think one podcast we should do all do like a Swisher grape. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just for laughs. With a little Boone's Farm strawberry. I was thinking Mad Dog 2020. Ooh, 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 ooh. Rough. That's going to be rough. If we want to do mixed drinks, we'll do gin and sacco. <laughs> I'm not a big gin drinker, but it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be a blast yeah. for all of us. Yeah. Anything will help that sacco. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, oh, so, Scott, we figured that you, you'll get down to about the thumb and just drop it. Yeah. You know, drop it like it's hot. I ain't burning my <laughs> I don't want I don't want like people to be misinterpreted. I come home and it's like, you know, Scott, we all care about you. Mm-hmm. And we're real worried about you. <laughs> My little girl sitting there going, Dear Daddy, when you smoke the rock, it makes me sad. <laughs> oh, no, it's a cigar. Really? You don't have to die. You're around people who care about you. And there's just one dude sitting there saying, well, you know, we got a van parked outside and we're going to send you to rehab. 
Yeah, as long as there's cigars and liquor, sure. Uh, and send, we, send him to rehab. I'll be driving that Mercedes. On go. our <laughs> next on our next episode of Behind the Music, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to rehab. No, no, no. Um, but you know, you have some people that also have, and I don't have one. Will not have one in my collection. One of those little pipes so they can put the end of the cigar in the pipe and finish smoking it. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, no, we're not going there. <laughs> Like, what am I, a 1940 film actress? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't so, Gilda. But there's some people that do that. That's just, you know, a close second to having the cigar holder. You know, that you know, you put that tip on the cigar and it's like, no, nah, I'm just not feeling that. You know, that that's too French. And by the by the way, Kahuna, hello if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> With this mystery wood cigar tips. <laughs> <laughs> this one's made out of oleander. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that ought to be fabulous. Yeah. Well, at that, that point, I just break out my box and go here. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can get me on next go round, but I can't watch this. Like, yeah, oh, this cigar tastes kind of funny. Yeah, I use eucalyptus. <laughs> <laughs> Brought in a little bit of treated four by four. Yeah, from making the deck. Here, yeah. grind this down for a tip, would you? Yeah. yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. What's in that soup can? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> soup daddy. <laughs> Just inhale. Be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Now, what's your guys' preferred cut? Now, myself, I am religiously loyal to the straight cut. I've tried the V cut. I've done the punch and we touched upon it a little bit. You and I, Lewis, before the show. And when I did the punch, grab a cigar, get your punch. Boom. There it is. Much like your first Lancero experience. Mm-hmm. I'm trying real hard. <laughs> Screw you. And you know what I mean? <laughs> That's fine. So no, Lewis brought up a good point because I have to agree with you, Scott. Yeah. I went away from a punch because and went to a straight cut or to a pair of scissors because of every time I used a punch, I cracked the freaking wrapper leaf every time. And there's a trick to not splitting the cap. You and I've learned, you know, uh, after doing it like two, two or three times, I realized okay, moisten the cap, meaning just put it in your mouth. You don't have to suck on it like a lollipop. Just moisten the cap. <laughs> And then when you use the punch, when you use the punch, you won't split the cap. That's just that's now, my trick to it. The second part of that is, and I don't care what you're using to cut it, make sure it's a quality cutter. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, right um, on. My, my go-to typically is is a V cut because I usually smoke larger ring gauge cigars, and I like that cut yeah. better on a larger ring gauge cigar. However. Uh, I'm at a 60 ring gauge right here this morning that mm-hmm. I V cut on the shop's V cutter. Yeah. It's time to get rid of that V cutter and put a new one out. It's dull. It's dull. Yeah. So, you know, pay attention to that. If, you know, if you're a straight cut guy and you got that nice, uh, that nice cutter, uh, in your pocket or on your, uh, on your table next to where you sit and smoke cigars, those are going to get dull eventually. Yeah. Well, it's a valid point that you make, Larry. You know, there's a, there's a few cutters out there that have that self-sharpening feature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth spending the money to get that at, rather than, you know, the dime store cutters that you get that a guillotine that, you know, after about 100 cigars, you, you're starting to rip your cigar up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just squeezing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'll do a punch. Uh, I did one this morning, but uh, the punch that I'm using is is... A, a very 
expensive punch mm -hmm. that um, I've had for a while, and it works fine. I like the guillotine cut most of the times, but depending on the cigar, I'll do a V-cut. Um, as a matter of fact, in a punch, <laughs> without using one, <laughs> I've, I've been in a pinch, rather, and I've had to use the matchstick to punch the cigar because I, I didn't have a cutter. I said, so punch a hole in there with the yeah. matchstick, and now you're good to go. But each cut gives you a different draw. And, and that's pretty much what it is, because the guillotine cut is just a, a full mouth of smoke as you, as you draw on it. Um, when you use a punch, you're getting a nice stream of smoke. You know, the V cut, you, you're still getting a stream, but you're getting a wider mouth stream of smoke. Um, some people like doing the cross cut with the, with the, uh, the V cut, meaning you get a nice little X at the top. I tried that once, didn't care for it. I got too much loose tobacco in my mouth doing that. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's the hard part on on even on a regular V cut is uh, especially if you're using a duller cutter, right? You're going to get, it's going to tear up the cap a little bit. So you're going to have a little bit of that loose, you know, that, that, that tobacco hangnail, if it were. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Honestly, I feel if, if you're going to look at spending some money on cigar accessories, I think the cutter is more important than a lighter. I agree. You, I agree. You, you can, you. you can light, like like we said, you can light it with anything, right? Um, you know, a a two dollar bick, or you know, a ten dollar torch, a hundred dollar torch, a five hundred dollar, whatever. Yeah. But if you screw the end of that cigar up, you know, punching it with your truck key, which, <laughs> which I've had to do, um, you know, uh, then it's just you're fighting an uphill battle. You yeah. Know, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be getting chunks of, you know, chunks of filler in your mouth, and yeah. it, it just yeah. you know. It's not going to be a fun experience. Yeah, just just right. if you're gonna if you're gonna pick something to spend a little bit of money on, a get a good, decent yeah, cutter. good cutter punch, whatever you whatever your preference is, but but get a nice one and then pay attention to it. Yeah, you know, even if you're you drop fifty sixty bucks on a on a good uh, cutter, if you're if you're a heavy cigar smoker, you smoke a bunch, cut a bunch. Hey, sooner or later, it's time to upgrade. It's time, time, time yeah. to. It's absolutely true. Time now I have to ask you guys, in de in your most desperate time. Have you gone for the organic cutter? No. <laughs> that was quick. Now, and... and yes. I do not want to come off sounding... <laughs> screw it. I'm a cigar snob. Replace I, cigar with anything. Anything. But nonetheless, <laughs> one of the biggest faux pas, aside from crushing out your cigar like a cigarette, the second biggest faux pas that I feel is cringeworthy is to do the dirty hairy bite the end of the cigar off and go about your business well no no what i'm saying is in a desperate time i'm not saying roll up in the shop grab your cigar and not bite it, spit even it out. at gunpoint but there is See? somebody that comes in that does just that they bite off no matter what the cigar is like dude this is not the wild west but you know there are cigars that are made to be that way. They have the little pigtail on the end of it. Um, but all you have to do is twist the tail. True. Liga Pravada does that quite yeah. often. Yeah. Okay. One time I was driving to Arizona, hit a rest stop. I had cigars. Yeah. I had a lighter. Uh-huh. But I did not have a cutter. Oh. And unfortunately, my lighter, I have a couple that actually have the punch. Right. Now I want a cigar. I have a question for you. Ask away. You had a lighter? You had your cigars. Mm -hmm. 
did you or did you not have a knife with you? Is one of the rare times I did not have a knife. Again, okay. I'm talking All right. desperate. All right. Yeah. Go forth. Go ahead. <laughs> I was at that rest stop. I said, screw it. <laughs> you shot the end off with a 45. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that. Damn it. was it. Arizona, by the way. <laughs> Hey, I can carry in California. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I'll bite off the end. And I'm talking about desperate times for desperate measures. Um, on the norm, no. I usually have something to cut my cigar with. And just reiterating, you know, if you're starting out and you want to, um, you know, start building up your accessory arsenal, definitely invest in the cutter before even the lighter. Yeah. Because you can find anything to light it with if you have to. But, man, if you ruin that cut, you know, you start taking off too much um, or you're squeezing it with a guillotine or a really dull V, you know, it just messes, yeah, it messes up the experience for you. Yeah. Now, um, what ring gauge and size do you guys prefer to smoke? What's your go-to? Whatever brand it is, um, where do you, what do you go for? I'm a bigger ring gauge guy. Uh, 52 to 60 on almost anything, uh, is my standard, but that varies in, you know, the brand of cigar, the, the type of cigar you want. Um, cause the flavor is going to be different, uh, on a smaller ring gauge cigar on, on a shorter cigar versus a longer cigar. I mean, it, it all makes a difference. And when you're starting out, maybe not, but you know, over time, the more cigars you smoke, the better, the better you'll get at figuring out, you know, what you want to do. If you, if you want something, you know, very much full bodied, very heavy, you know, then maybe go with a, uh, with a smaller ring gauge and a Maduro, you know, you're going to get a lot more intense draw. Um, this 60 that I'm smoking here today has got a lot of filler. You're pulling with a with a V cut. I'm pulling a lot of air through that, and I'm mm-hmm. getting a lot of t- flavor on that filler. Um, I've been been pushed hard by the owner of this shop and by a couple of my friends to really try more Lancero cigars. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I would wholeheartedly agree on that. Well, with- and you know, and and I'm starting to get there. My my big drawback back in the day was, you know, I'm a big dude. And I look funny holding the Lancero. Um, I, I just and I know that I know that's crazy, but that's that's a perception. It is not as crazy as you think because when I first came into the shop and the proprietor was giving me a tour of the humidor, and he was talking about you know ring gauge and whatnot. What do you like to smoke? And he says, "You ever thought about Lanceros?" And I'm like, "Well, no, because I'm a dude, so uh, no, I don't do Lanceros." And he gave me one for free to smoke, and started explaining that this has more tobacco in it. There's no filler, and you're getting, you know, most of the flavor of the cigar. And I also got educated later from the speed of which you smoke said Lancero. Yeah, right. Because I powered through one, a nice one, a Cohiba Lancero. And Greg looked at me like, what are you getting another one for? It's like, I'm done. He's like, no, 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 no. He no. says, get another one. This should last you an hour, at least. At least an hour. 90 least. minutes, preferably. Yeah. And <clears throat> learned that the Lancero is a sipping cigar. 
Right. Now, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do and how you smoke. It's just, you know, speaking on experience, on enhancing your experience or hipping you to something that, you know, you haven't heard before. And your mileage may vary. You might be like, screw you. I like just blowing through my Lanceros. You can do that. But I think you cheat yourself. You're missing something. Yeah, you're missing something. Because, again, you're getting all tobacco, no filler. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a lot of it, I think, originally was perception. You go back to looking at the old 30s and 40s movies, and there were all these big Italian cats with these great big fat, you know, uh, 70 ring gauges. Yeah, yeah, 94 ring gauge cigar. It looked like they were smoking a tire. And uh, (laughs) and that was just, I mean, that was cigars to me, you know, back back 20 years ago. Yeah. And now, you know, it's this, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I used to roll in here once in a while on Sunday mornings, because I knew back in the day, the guy that, that opened the shop on Sundays was this cat named Eric Hansen. <laughs> Shout out to Hansen up in Oregon if you're listening. My I know, man. I know you're not, you bitter, angry old man. But, you know, <laughs> and, he, and even if you were, you wouldn't admit it. But every once in a while on a Sunday morning, I'd come in and I would go and get a, uh, uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank, the uh, coffee cigar. Uh, oh, the, the Java. 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 Oh, God. God. And every time, every single time, Hans would be like, oh, get in touch with your feminine side. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we did this dance five or six times a year for like 15 years. Every time he would just, he would hammer me. And, you know, it is what it is. Every once in a while, that's, that's a relaxing, comfortable smoke. I'm mm-hmm. not typically a flavored cigar guy. Once in a while, but, but, you know, hey. Hey, you just go off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. Like me, I'm not a flavored cigar guy, and I just want to put a message, a public service message to everybody out there. Whatever you smoke, you smoke what you like, and don't be ashamed to own that shit. Whatever you smoke, if someone wants to give you crap about it, you just say, yeah, I like it. You ain't smoking it. I'm not shoving it down your throat. So sit down, have a coconut smile, and shut the hell up. <laughs> own it, man. Yeah. You know, and that's what you have to do. Don't ever feel ashamed about what you're smoking. You know, I watched a lot of AMC. I love the old black and white movies from the 40s and 50s. Yeah, the ladies would smoke those, you know, cigarettes with the, um, you know, little attachment to it, made it nice and long, or the Italian and French cigarettes. And, you know, someone would give you crap about that. It's like, hey. That's how I feel smoking a Lancero. <laughs> hey, <laughs> own it. Own it, baby. That's what you uh, do. Yeah, <laughs> but, but back, but, but back in the day, like you said, Larry, those old and, and Scott, you just mentioned those old, you know, twenties and thirties movies. I'm thinking, you know, like Jan, uh, uh, was it Cagney? Oh yeah, James and, Cagney and, and, and some of those Bogart, other, Robinson. And Bogart. So yeah, it's like, yeah, look at here, kid. See, you know, and they got this big sixty-five, well, freaking eighty ring gauge cigar. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get in. We're gonna smoke them. You see? Yeah, <laughs> Robert De Niro and the Untouchables yeah. playing Capone. Yeah, but they, they they were smoking cigars. But you know, you look at it, and you look back, you say, were they really enjoying those cigars? Or they were just burning tobacco. Yep, right. You know. Oh, even the cartoons, man. You have that bulldog with that great big fat cigar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, that's that's me. I, I'm the, I'm the big fat bulldog <laughs> with a big cigar. <laughs> and see, for me, if I can get a cigar in Lancero, that's per- typically my preferred size to smoke, because it's all about the flavor, mm-hmm. and I get more flavor out of those. And fortunately, this shop has 25 or 26 different Lanceros, so we're not, you know, it's not as if we're spoiled for choice on on picking one. No, but there's a lot of good Lanceros out there, and almost every 
brand that we smoke, I know, uh, Aladino makes a great Lancero. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, they do. Yep. Um, Davidoff, the Millennial, that's a great uh, Lancero, uh, they call the uh, Panatella. Uh, great, great cigars out there that you can find if you, you know, want to sit back and not worry about uh, someone thinking that you're getting in touch with your feminine side. It's like, no, I'm, I'm getting in touch with my flavor side. That's right. I'm enjoying this, this <laughs> cigar cause it smokes well and take your time. Yeah. yeah. You know, a Lancero would, would, would last you at least 90 minutes if you're smoking it right. And then, you know, as far as length, well, that's all subjective, right? Yeah, that's you right. Know, um, I, I used to love having my, my lunch breaks at one time was the, uh, Papa Fritas from the, uh, Liga Provada Unico series line. And that's a full body little smoke that used to get me right for the, you know, the, the rest of the afternoon. I go out for my lunch break, smoke that, go back in. And my staff would say, oh, we know that you're calm now because you just, yeah, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just had a great cigar and um, I'm enjoying it. And, you know, there's another one, Greg, that you'd mentioned a couple of episodes ago. Um, it's the Padron Corticos. Yes. That's a great lunch break. Yes, cigar. it is. I haven't um, had that one. Uh, I think I got a couple left. It's, oh, sweet. It's, it's a great cigar. The um, Illusione Rothschild is also a good lunch break. Yes. Um, but there's a couple of cigars out there that are just great for, for, you know, when you have 30 minutes or so to sit down and smoke and enjoy. Yeah, the smaller stuff in the cabinet right next to you here, the yeah. Liga Pravada yeah. has uh, what the T-52 and the number nine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are, you know, they're tiny, they're, they're small, yeah. Cigarello, I guess, is the type. But, man, they, great, great, great smoke, great flavor for something quick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now very, you, very nice. There's a note here on our on our, on our our production notes here uh, that you added, which is great. I, I want to... I want to touch this one is the mm-hmm. shape a cigar is rolled in because certain shapes, um, obviously Lancero being one of my favorites, but there's a, a, um, I call it a perfecto. I don't know if that's the right term. It, it's an elongated oval and ellipse, if you will. Yeah. It starts, it's skinny, fat to the middle, skinny back to the, back to the cap. And, uh, when you smoke those, it changes the intensity level you know, it starts out very intense. As it gets wider, it mild gets more mild, and then it gets real intense again. And it's just, you know, a lot of people look at, they see, as we've said from old movies, a, f- you know, 50-plus ring-gauge cigar in a Churchill size being the typical that you see right. in theater and movie. They don't realize that the different sizes and the different shapes mm-hmm. drastically change your experience. Absolutely. The Figurado is the one that you're talking about. Um, there's also some, some nice torpedo rolled cigars out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Churchill has been a standard for many people because of the ring gauge uh, and the length of that cigar. But um, no, it, it just, again, it, it varies based on the cigar brand and what you have time for. That, for me, anyway. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm real impressed lately with the the quality of the box press cigars that we're seeing, and I've never been a box press guy. Um, Rocky Patel has a couple of really really good box press cigars right now, mm. and um, once again the Oscar, the 2012 oh, series. Man. Uh, 
uh, Tobacco Republic has had uh, the the three line uh, box press stuff uh, in the 2012 here for quite a while, but uh, our friend Bob introduced us to the uh, the barber pole, the the barber barber pole, pole. Yeah. Uh, which is also a box press in that 2012 series. And I'm on my second box of those already. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know. I was trying to have your son go raid your stash last night because uh, nice. we were out of them. Um, <laughs> and those are the, the complexity of that, of that smoke having the, you know, the barber pole uh, is just amazing. And it holds together. It's, it's put together very well, uh, which I don't think typically in the past has been been true of a lot of box press cigars no um i think the box press was kind of a a way to cram some crap in a in a wrapper that wouldn't work in a regular rolled cigar yeah and that's not the case anymore man there are some fantastic box press cigars out there and if you're not if you haven't tried any of oscar's line um you've been you're like me you weren't a, a box press you know, kind of guy, something you wouldn't normally go to. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah, I uh, wasn't really thinking about it until you mentioned the 2012 from Oscar. And, oh, man, I love that cigar. I love all three of them. You know, whatever mood you're in, you know, you've got the Connecticut, the think, um, you know, the middle Corojo, and then the Maduro. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever mood you're in, he's got a box press for you. Yep. No, and they're... And they're all three absolutely phenomenal for what they are. Yes. Um, if you're strictly a Maduro guy, yeah, um, you're not going to be disappointed in that box press Maduro. You're just not. Um, oh, no doubt. And the uh, yeah, the barber pole. If you know that was kind of a novelty, you'd see those somewhere, and it's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, and I've smoked a couple now. Rocky has a, has a really good one. Um, but yeah, it's just, it changes the whole, whole experience as you're, as you're drawn through that from one, uh, from one type of wrapper leaf to another. It's just, it's especially more. the Oscar when we were talking a, a Maduro and a, uh, Candela. Yeah. 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 The Candela makes that, uh, a really, really nice flavor, um, coming through. Okay. I have a frequent, you haven't, you haven't, a tried, lot one, of, you haven't tried one of those yet, Scott? I have not. Well, you know, I got away. Any, so. Yeah, I got away from um, the candela leaf. Um, Illusion um, has some real nice candelas, but haven't had any as of late. I do want to revisit those. Yeah, I think you'll be surprised how well they uh, have produced them now. Um, and a lot of it's got to do with the uh, the the filler and the and the binder that they're using now versus what they used before on the candelas. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely something worth looking into. Well, gentlemen, man, I appreciate you guys. And just want to put a little note out there, looking at the analytics for the show. And right now we're being heard in about 147 cities and um, 20 countries. So I just want to give a big appreciation to our listeners out there. I want to um, ask you guys to continue to spread the word on our podcast and, you know, take a listen and see if you enjoy it and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, and enjoy. I mean, and I appreciate, you know, the folks I do this with. You know, it's a good time. Absolutely. Well, mm, looks like my smoke's to the nub and the scotch glass is empty, so I think it's about that time. I want to thank our audience and on behalf of Greg, Larry, and Lewis, and myself, 
Thank you for listening. Check us out on BloomingCigarCartel.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So don't be a stranger. Drop us a line and let us know you guys are out there. I'm Scott Robinson. And from all of us here at Beyond the Humidor, we look forward to chatting with you on our next episode. Until then, take care. And good smoke, good drink, and good life.